Hello, and welcome to Fit for My Age, a series of conversations between Abbasida and people who think outside the box about health and well-being with the aim of helping everyone live a healthier life. I am your host, Michael Millward, the Managing Director of Abbasida. Today, I am joined by Mustafa Kanmiya, who is, well, you tell me, Mustafa. Hello, Mustafa. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm extremely well, thank you very much, and I hope that you can say the same. Yes, absolutely. Very well today, thank you. Brilliant. I was about to sort of say who you who you are, what you do, but you you have and two very different sides to life. So, tell me about these two separate parts of of life: your your day job and your evening job. Sure, no problem. I kind of sound a bit like a superhero, <laughs> but I, I quite would. I wouldn't go that far. But um, so by day, I am a finance professional. So most days of the week, uh, I am working forty-five, fifty hours a week as a finance manager. But outside of that, I spend my time in evenings and weekends working as a fitness professional, uh, more specifically an online fitness coach. Well, it sounds like quite a demanding job in finance during the day. And then you've also got this passion for fitness in the evening. How do you make the two sort of like come together and and work? Yes, yes, it is. Um, The fitness job is something, like you say, I am I'm extremely passionate about and therefore I have to make time. I want to prioritize that I want to make time for that the finance job pays the bills so it has to be done but the hope in the long-term plan is for me to transition and permanently uh, all my fitness business um, at full time if I can do that then uh, then I'll be winning great so you're going to turn your passion into a business absolutely what got you into the into the fitness business so I kind of started had a I had a moment in my life in my early 20s um, early to mid 20s where one day I just looked in the mirror I looked in the mirror and I reflected on myself and my life and where I was at and at the time I had a decent job uh, I just bought a house I had my own car you know all of those sort of milestones that people will usually have on their life to-do list let's say Despite all of that, I just didn't feel feel happy within myself. So that kind of happiness and contentment wasn't wasn't really there for me. Then I looked at, well, why is that? Why why am I not feeling happy? I've got everything going for me, and then it, I came to the realization that I didn't like the way I looked. Beyond that, beyond that aesthetic aesthetic thing, really, it was more the fact that I didn't really feel strong I felt weak I felt low on confidence it was at that point where I thought right I need to make a change I need to do something differently in my life because I want to feel better not only look better but feel better it's very interesting so that's where that's where it kind of all started because what you're describing is you're not liking the way in which you look the way in which you feel but from the outside looking in, everybody would have said, oh, Mustafa's got a house, he's got a car, he's got a great job. Everything is sort of like in the right place at the right time, but you're not feeling what other people are seeing. Yes, yeah, exactly that. And, and it's it's quite a common thing, I think, across many people where from the outside looking in, everything looks rosy, but when you look the other way from inside out and and actually understand 
how those individuals are feeling, then it paints a very different picture and a very different story. And for me, it was, uh, like I mentioned, just I just didn't feel happy and I didn't feel content and I knew I needed to make a change. And that's when I realized that getting fitter, exercise was the way I wanted to do it. So that's where that's kind of where my fitness journey, if you like, started. Okay, you could have done lots of different things, I'm sure, but you went to the gym. Why did you choose to go to the gym? At the time, everyone I knew was going to the gym. It was the thing that people did. And for me, where I kind of said you know, it was an, there was an aesthetic element to it, I didn't like the way I looked. And therefore, in my mind, when I think of the word gym, I think of bodybuilders or muscles or people changing their physique. And so for me, it was right. If I want to change the way I look, I need to go to the gym. And that's why... I signed up to my local gym and turned up. I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I turned up. Do you have all the right gear? Do you go out and buy all the fancy shirts and the right sort of shoes and the gloves and all that sort of stuff? <laughs> Not at all, no. No, no. I just turned up in a, in a T-shirt and joggers, uh, just my usual daily trainers that I would, that I would wear. And um, you know, I remember, I still remember to the day, going to the front desk and saying... Oh, I would like to sign up to the gym and and asking for how much it cost. And they told me the membership prices, the monthly and the, um, you know, six monthly and yearly. And I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to make a change and if I'm serious about it, then I don't want any of this monthly stuff. I'm going to sign up for a whole year. So I paid a full year annual membership. And that was the day I, I started. And I was determined that now that I've paid this money for the year, I'm going to turn up every single day and do something to to make this positive change in my life so the accountant um, in you it, came out at the gym as well i'll put the money down i'm going to like make that. use of it first of all you stand in front of the mirror and you're thinking like i'm standing in front of the mirror but the bloke looking back at me looks like mr blobby but that's not me i better go to the gym <laughs> but even when you get to the gym the accountant comes out and you said like i've got to get the best price I've got to get the best price. And now that paid, exactly that. Yeah, now that I've paid the money, I've paid my money over. I'm now going to make sure I get value for my money. So I'm coming. I'm coming in every. How often do you go to the gym now? So at the moment, I'm going four four times a week on average. Right. So, but at the time, it was it was like six days a week. Of course, I like you say, I wanted value for my money. I'm paying all this money out. I want to go every single day as much as I can, and then. Yeah, but of course, you know, you can't go seven days, you literally burn out. So um, six days it was. Yeah, you get very enthusiastic at the, be at the beginning. I think everybody does. And when somebody says it's a new year or just gone my birthday or I'll come back from holiday or, or whatever it mm. is, I'm going to go to the gym. And like, then it's like, yeah, I'm going to the gym. And then the, all the enthusiasm starts to sort of like drop off a little bit. Did you experience that? It's like, yeah, I'm really enthusiastic, but there might be something else I could be doing instead or or did you yeah. did you feel that sort of drop in the enthusiasm yes and how long did it take yes. you to to experience that that I did experience that it took me about two to three months when that eventually kicked in because if you can imagine two to three months of six days a week going to the gym not really knowing what I was doing so I was I I did what probably a lot of people do which is go on the internet and go on YouTube and look at 
workouts to do in the gym and you just follow all sorts of workouts and changing it day on day, week on week. And eventually after two to three months, I wasn't seeing any results. Uh, well, small results, but not not kind of where I wanted. And therefore that motivation and enthusiasm just, just drops off. And it's, it's like you say, it's like a lot of people who, for example, in January will decide, right, January, New Year, I'm going to be healthy, I'm going to be fit. And they start and by March, they, they drop off. And, and it's a similar sort of time frame, isn't it? It's about two to three months. And I, I was the same. So two to three months, and I really started to struggle. Uh, and because I just wasn't seeing the change that I was hoping to see. It sounds as if you've gone, you've got really enthusiastic about going to the gym. You've paid your money over for the year. You're going six days a week, but you're not actually doing it with any structure. Correct. You go along, you're really enthusiastic. The enthusiasm starts to drop, but it sounds as if that is partly because you've got no structure to and no plan, no strategy as to what it is that you're trying to do in order to achieve your goals. Yes. Yeah. And and you'd have thought as an accountant, I should know better. I should have a plan. I should have thought about uh, I should have thought about having a strategy, but I, I, I didn't. I wasn't able to transfer that to the gym. So kind of fast forward a little bit. I've done about three months now at the gym, no real results. And it just so happened, however, at that time uh, that I that I met my now wife and we decided to get married. And therefore, for that wedding, I wanted to be in good shape. And I thought, well, I've been doing this gym thing for, for three months and I've lost all motivation. It's not seeing any change. I'm going to get married. I want to be in shape for my wedding. Uh, well, I wanted to be in shape anyway, which is why I joined the gym. But that's, you know, now I definitely like, defi- if I did it before, I definitely, definitely want to now. What the hell do I do? And you've, uh, got to, you've got to make sure you look good in front of all of the family and, of course, your new in-laws as well. So yeah. you've, got to, yes. you've got to look good. And, and feel good. And that, it's, it's the feel good bit, which was, I think, even though I maybe didn't accept it on the outside, my subconscious knew that's really what I wanted. I wanted to feel good in myself. And that's really what I was what I was after and wanting the gym and looking good to help me do that. So is it then the main aim of going to the gym is to end up feeling good? The looking good as a result of going to the gym is both a side effect of feeling good and a catalyst for feeling good. 100%. You've nailed it. Right. That's, that's exactly what went through my mind, although I may not have known it myself. Uh, it was right. That was my underlying feelings, right. which is what I was then trying to address. But that sounds a little bit like, I suppose, my own experience as well. Going to the gym was partly I want to do something other than work. Partly that the gym is, is there, I can walk to it, and I know I'm going to feel good when I get there. But like you were saying, at the time, I didn't say those things consciously to myself. Yes. It was, but looking back, I can see that is what I really wanted, Mm. was to have that feeling of um, knowing that um, when I put a suit on, the suit was going to look good and I was going to look confident. And because I had done the abs exercises, 
I was going to be standing up straight oh. and that was going to make me look good. And when I walked into the room, people, I would be taller, I would be broader, I would be um, a more um, impressive presence and that give me confidence because I could walk into a room feeling confident, knowing that I was looking good rather than slouching over and feeling good because I knew I looked good, but it's chicken and egg type situation, I suppose. Yes, yes, definitely. And and you, you kind of mentioned it there, confidence and self-esteem. Those are two which, uh, certainly in my kind of teenage years, were something I really struggled with. I never felt confident or I had very low self-esteem. I was, a, I was an introvert who just liked to stay within my own shell. Mm-hmm. So that's something I was always, I always grew up with. And I wanted to change that. I wanted to be exactly kind of what you've just described, confident. I wanted to appear as confident. I wanted to be standing there, broad shoulders, stand up straight, stand upright, have a presence. And it was all of those things which previous to that, I, I had never said out loud to myself, but they were all thoughts and feelings that I had inside me. And for me, it was, I'm going to go to the gym because I know if I go to the gym and I can make myself look better, subjectively to myself look better, then I will also feel better and I will feel all, all of these kind of feelings that I've maybe had will disappear and I will feel more confident and my self-esteem will increase. That sounds great. So what we've got is you're making a decision that you're going to do this, you're going to go to the gym, you pay for the whole year, then You meet the lady who is now your wife and you've got this big wedding coming up where you want to look good again. And the reason why your enthusiasm dropped was because even as an accountant, you didn't have a strategy. So I'm thinking this is where you got the strategy. You got the plan. Um, What did that plan involve? That plan involved hiring someone who knew what they were doing, which was a personal trainer. So I had approached the gym again, the the staff at the gym and said, I've been training here for a few months. I'd like to work with someone who you think would be able to help me achieve my goals. And they pointed me into into the direction of one of the trainers at the gym. And I, I, I went and spoke to him. I sat down with him. I explained to him, I've got a wedding coming up. I want to look good for my wedding. I want to fit into my suit. I want to have some sort of muscle, some sort of physique. I'm going to have a honeymoon thereafter. So I'm going to be on a beach somewhere. It would be nice to be able to take my top off and not feel self-conscious. So I kind of explained those sorts of things to him. He understood the brief and we started training together. And we did train together for about four and a bit months. And what happened at the end of those four four and a half months? At the end of those four and a half months, I got married. I was in what was the best shape of my life up to that point. Very happy with myself. I felt very, very good within myself, within my own skin. And the rest is history, if you like, because since then, I became extremely passionate about training. I had learned so much during that short period that I had worked with the trainer that I then decided I'm going to spend a lot of my free time doing research, learning about different training methods, learning about workouts, learning about nutrition, doing my qualification to to become a trainer myself. And 
I wanted to be able to help people in the same way he had helped me. And that's where I am now today, where I, I am in a position where I can help people and I do help people. And I find that extremely rewarding. That's great. That's brilliant. One of the things that you've talked about there is how the process was not just about changing the way in which you trained in the gym, giving it structure, it's talking to someone who gone on the journey that you are, that you were embarking on. Find yourself a, a personal trainer, your results will improve because you've got someone, like you said, who knows what they're doing and will be able to manage the, the exercises that you do. So you're lifting and moving the right type of weight in the right exercise for the right number of reps. But you also mentioned something which is very interesting, which is about the learning journey that you've been on, learning about nutrition, learning about different techniques, learning about lifestyle changes. If you don't have the right foods going in, you won't have the right results coming out. If you don't have the right amount of sleep, you won't have the right results when you're awake. There is a whole education process to making this these visits to the gym a success, isn't there? Absolutely. You have to learn. Absolutely, absolutely. There are, and I can talk from my current experience as an online coach where I have two different types of clients. I have one type of client who is, I want to get fit. I want you to do all the work for me. Just tell me what I need to do and then I'll go and do the exercises. So I basically do everything and they just go and execute. But that's very few and far between because the majority of people will say, I have a goal, I want you to help me reach that goal. And then along the way, they will ask me questions. They will try and understand why we're doing what we're doing, so whether that be in the gym and in the gym and training, or whether that be nutrition and how much protein we're having, how much carbs or fats we're having within the diets, or whether that be sleep and recovery, whether that be when we do our rest days, all of these sorts of things matter if you really want to make a change to your physical health. It's not just the gym. It's definitely the whole package all together. They all have to be in sync together for you to see results. Unlearning of past bad habits and things which we take as the norm because that's what we've always eaten, for example, because that's what we, the whole family have always eaten. The level of knowledge as the level of knowledge increases you can make better dietary decisions you can make better yes. uh, exercise decisions it's not just the time that you spend in the gym it's that those lifestyle changes that you make do you think people find those lifestyle changes difficult to make or difficult to maintain or do the results that they deliver make it easier to maintain the changes I think quite often people find it difficult because they try to do too much too quick. I understand if you were in a similar position to maybe where I was, where I had a very short, spirit, short period of time and I had to get results because my wedding day was approaching. That's effectively a deadline. I've set myself a deadline. I've not got long left. I need to be very strict in that instance. However, when we're talking long-term lifestyle changes, then most people fail because they try to change everything all at once. So they might be eating a diet which isn't the best, which has very little protein in it, which has loads of processed foods in it, loads of sugars in it, 
and they will wake up one day and say, right, I'm going to give up all the chocolates, all the, all the sweets, all the crisps, and I'm going to only eat salads, and I'm only going to do this, and, I'm only eat, and they try to do too much. And that's why it then becomes unsustainable because they're not used to it, their body's not used to it. So what I say in those instances is, look, let's slow this down. You're trying to make a positive change to your life. So let's get some basics, right? So let's try and get the split of how much protein, carbs, and fats you're eating, right? And within that, yes, you can still have some of the foods that maybe aren't, you know, are, are bad foods, let's say in inverted commas, but that if that helps you stay on track and the majority of your diet is good, then you're winning. You're doing better than where you were before. And you kind of, it's, it's a bit of a process of elimination, let's say over time, you swap out all of those foods that you were programmed to eat for years and years and years, and you replace it with healthier options. And if you're doing that, then it becomes a, a lot more sustainable long term. Uh, and that's usually the key. It's, it's trying, it's just remembering that this is a long term change, and you're not going to get results overnight so don't try and change everything overnight just take your time make small sustainable changes and then you will see results it sounds a little bit like you can make the decision in your brain that you want to make the change but you've got to convince your body to make the change that your brain wants to make almost as if if you're 30 years old for example and you've not got a great diet you've not got a good exercise and physical activity uh, into your lifestyle. If you then say, actually, we're going to stop doing all the things that uh, I've been doing for 30 years, uh, you make that decision in your brain, but your body is going to take some time to adapt to the decision that your brain has made because your body doesn't actually move quite as fast as your brain yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I think it's a combination of both your body and almost the other side of your mind, if you like. So there'll be one side of your mind which is deciding it wants to make that change and it wants to make all of these changes. But there'll be another side which, after a period of time, will have cravings and will have, will still want to eat all of that stuff you've been eating for such a long time because that's what you've always had. It's almost like a battle within itself, within within your brain itself, as to which side is going to win? Is it going to be the side that says, I'm making this change because I know this is going to have a positive impact for me? Or is it the other side which is saying to you, oh, you're making all these changes, but it's not working. So let's go back. <laughs> let's go back and do what you were doing before. It's fine. And it's almost that internal battle. Now, if you, ha if you have everything set up correctly with a strategy, so you have a diet plan, you have a workout plan, and your recovery is good between each of your sessions, then you will be seeing those changes. And therefore, the chances of you then going back to those old methods, let's say, or old foods of, of eating what you were eating before are going to be slimmer. However, if you are only making the right changes in your nutrition, but your workouts aren't very good, or your recovery is very poor because you're not sleeping enough. Therefore, you might not be seeing those results or seeing those results at the speed you want to. Bearing in mind, there is a different conversation we could have around setting realistic goals. 
because quite often this is another thing where people don't set themselves realistic goals. So therefore they think, oh, I'm not achieving the results I wanted and therefore I'll just go back to doing what I was doing. So that that kind of happens. And it's all, it's all you know, if I summarize it, it, it is just very much a battle of in the mind itself, just one side of your brain telling you you've not achieved what you set out to achieve, so give up. It is very interesting, this battle between the mind and the body and think the mind makes a decision about what it wants to do. But in some ways, the body is probably, I'm used to lots of eating lots of sugar. Sugar is an addictive substance. I'm used to lots of fat. I'm used to lots of alcohol. I'm used to lots of whatever it is. It's not necessarily the fact that you eat lots of bags of crisps, for example. It's what the bag of crisps contain, which is the fats which your body can crave. And that's where the willpower comes in to overcome that craving. Yes. That's almost like a whole, we could have a whole conversation, separate conversation about the, the diet side of getting fit. Uh, we could have a, another conversation about all sorts of different things to do in the gym or the difference between drinking water and drinking other things. We could have a whole oh. range of different conversations and which you can take as an invitation to have those conversations, I hope. But I'm thinking that you come across as a very supportive person, someone who's not um, going to be beating your clients up, shouting at them, you know, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do something else. You're, you're very coaching. You're, you're, you've got a very supportive coaching way of explaining these things to people and supporting them to get through this, the things that you have experienced so that they have a, a smoother journey to get to the point where they have achieved their objectives yeah definitely and that that is my ultimate aim as as a as an online fitness coach is to help people make long-term sustainable changes to their life that ultimately improves the quality of their life and i use the word life as opposed to health because there is benefits Mm -hmm. to your health of course there is but it impacts so many different aspects of your life and and that's why I want to be able to pass on what I have learned over the last six years which is how long I've been training and on my fitness journey if you like and I'm still on it I'm still learning every single trainer and personal or a good trainer and a good coach will still be learning and I'm doing the same but I want to be able to pass that on to every single person that I'm currently helping and those who I will help in future so how can people get involved in, in what you're doing and, and have you on their own health and lifestyle development journey? How can, how can, you travel, how can they travel with you? So there's, there's two ways, I think, primarily. So the first way is if someone obviously wants to work with me from a coaching perspective, which is what I, what I offer, as an, uh, which I have as an offering, then... I'm more than happy to work with anyone who who comes to me and says, look, this is this is where I'm at. This is what my goals are. And I will sit down with them and I'll go through and set some smart goals. Because quite often, again, this is something I see people have goals which are not smart and there's no way of measuring whether they're actually going to achieve their goals. And, and that plays a key part in adherence and long term adherence. So if someone comes to me, then I will work with them to set some smart goals, smart objectives, and then we'll work together. Now, if they have 
if they have a deadline, let's say, like I, how I did, then sure, we can make things strict. I can be very strict and hold them accountable. But if it's just more of a, I want to get fitter, I want to get healthier, and and it's a much more kind of slower journey, let's say, which is what I've been on probably over the last five years or so, then we can make slow, sustainable changes to their life and we'll see some great benefits. So that's the first one, coaching. The second way to get involved, let's call it a workbook, if you like, information on all of the things that I have learned ever since I started. So it's a bit of a things I wished I knew when I began kind of workbook, if you like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm keen to hear any questions that anyone has. I'm, I'm always free and willing to offer advice to people. So again, get in touch with me via my, via my social media channels and I will happily have a conversation with you. That's great. So if anyone is planning a wedding, Mustafa is the chap to get in touch with. And if you've had, I suppose, your experiences being on a similar journey to Mustafa and indeed myself, then please let's uh, share our experiences and make it a little bit easier for the people who are embarking on that same journey. Mustafa, it has been very interesting talking to you and finding out more about your journey. I wish you the best of luck with your new ventures in in coaching and in your guide to being successful in the gym, I suppose, your lifestyle guide. I hope that is very successful as well. But for the time being, I'd like to just say thank you very much. It's been very interesting. No, thank you, Michael. It's been an absolute pleasure to to sit here and talk to you about this. And I would love to sit down with you again and like cover off all of those other things we, we mentioned earlier on. That'd be great. Thank you very much. And of course, thank you to you for listening to Fit For My Age. I am Michael Millward, the Managing Director of Abbasida, and I have been having a conversation about how to be fit for my age with Mustafa Kanmiya. You can find out more about both of us at abbasida.co.uk. There is a link in the description alongside links to um, Mustafa's social media channels. If you liked this edition of Fit for My Age, please give it a like, and to make sure you don't miss out on our future conversations, please subscribe. Remember, the aim of all the podcasts produced by Abbasida is not to tell you what to think, but we do hope to make you think. Thank you.